Hello everyone. This is Dr. Bingo Fairmont's Management Minute Podcast. Dr. Fairmont is participating in an off-season workout with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. Hmm. So myself, Adam Shoemaker, and my colleague, Dr. Russell Clayton, are here to represent and cover for him. Coming to you from St. Louis University's Donald R. Tapia School of Business Recording Studio, the Judges Chambers in St. Tampa Bay, Florida. Russell, good to see you today. Good to see you too, Uh, Shoe. And I know that you had mentioned you were talking about vacation time coming up. The summer is here. Right. And you had asked, what's your favorite U.S. city to visit? Yeah. You know, I think domestic travel is is incredible. There's lots to see here in our country. Big country. It's a beautiful country. I've always been partial to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow. Have okay. you ever been out there? I have not. It's like the high desert. they got mountains. You can even go skiing out there if you go in the wintertime. Really? they got the big balloon festival out there. It's very pretty country. And I hear some of the young kids, the locals out there, call it the ABQ. The ABQ. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to go with New York City. Uh, I know that's not a very... Uh, big town. Not a very unique answer, but uh, I love New York. I, I should make t-shirts that say that and sell them. <laughs> um, I really do. I've been up there six or seven times, some for work, some for fun. Great town. There's Great lot, town. There's a lot to do up there. For well, sure. Listen, I was thinking, uh, you know, toward the end of our semester here on campus, uh, we had a few interviews for some faculty uh, who were applying for jobs here. So that kind of got me to thinking about interviewing mm-hmm. and how it's a... It's a necessity when it comes to hiring new employees, but there's also some some major flaws. Probably the most widely used tool for hiring people and maybe one of the worst used as well. Right. One of the least valid tools that we have, but we seem to lean on it. Uh, Now, you and I, we're, we're, I'm not going to call us old, but we've had several jobs in our lifetimes. We've been through several interviews. We've conducted several interviews. Uh, I wanted to talk about that, and as as luck would have it, a great piece came out in Forbes uh, just a couple of days ago uh, about some successful interviewing questions, a few questions that we need to get rid of, Mm. and then three new questions that the authors said, hey, try this instead. So I I wanted to jump on that. Now, some of the questions that we need to get rid of. Time to retire their numbers. Time to retire the numbers, hang them in the rafters. The old standby, the if you were a fill in the blank, what would you be? If you were an animal, if you were a snack food, if you were a color. Sometimes they get really weird, don't they? It gets very weird. Yeah. Okay. What's the upside to having a question like that? You know what? I'm not sure. I guess, and I've always heard that the interviewer wants to know if you're creative and how you're going to respond under pressure to that right. kind of question. I, I don't know that it's valid for most jobs in terms of the work you're going to do. Unless right. it's maybe marketing or something like that. Sure, sure. Very few of us um, are called on to be that spontaneously creative. All right. And, you know, research tells us it's pretty pointless that that question doesn't doesn't predict much. Right. Another good old standby that I've been asked I think probably in every interview that I've ever been a part of is what is my greatest weakness? <laughs> and, I, and I know what it is. I, I think that it's that you care too much. I care 
too much. And you're too oh. you're too conscientious. You're a workaholic. I heard that about you. Oh no, <laughs> not the work life balance guy. No, it's my greatest. What is your greatest weakness? Now, I've I've gone as far as to even prep my undergraduate students on the response to that question, and the response to that question is you take your weakness and you turn it into a strength. There you go. Now, if we keep utilizing that question in our interview process, are we getting are we gleaning much information from the candidate? Good question. Good question. And is it really, you know, if everyone knows that they kind of have to bluff their way through that question, right. what's it really telling the interviewer about you? Right. When you know it's coming and they're prepared for it, I I, I just admit it, I prepare my students for that question. The, the person conducting the interview is not grasping much information there. Uh, a third question that maybe it's time to retire. Uh, again, and this is coming from a couple of guys writing for Forbes, David Sturt and Todd Nordstrom. Uh, they are arguing, hey, let's get rid of this question, the generic, tell me about yourself. Hmm. Tell me about yourself. And I wonder if maybe that's a, like an icebreaker question. You True. Know, you don't want to jump right in with the big guns, and so you want to kind of make the candidate feel comfortable. And so Yeah, I can see you're that. You're hoping they're going to bring up something and that's not maybe right there in the front of their resume that you can latch on to as something interesting to talk about or a skill that they have that you didn't know about at first. Right. Maybe, maybe sort of a, an addendum to that question might be, tell me about yourself in addition to what I've already seen on your resume. Please don't repeat what I already know about Right, because what we're seeing, and, you know, I've seen it in interviews myself where I've been uh, the one doing the interview, is you get get the resume just orally presented, regurgitated. You're right. But you know what? On the other side of that, when you see a recruiter who's doing, you know, maybe dozens of interviews a week, and by the time Friday comes around and you're on your 56th interview, and the person comes in and you've barely maybe glanced at their resume or they look the same as the other 55 resumes you've already looked at pretty much. They went to a good school. They have some experience, whatever. You're looking for anything that's going to distinguish that candidate from the rest of the field. Good point. So let's semi-retire that question. <laughs> we'll, well, let's call it tabling it. It's, t- it's tabled. Okay. It's tabled. Or it's like a it's like a utility player there you or go. something like that. It's it might come out once in a while. The Swiss Army needed. knife. There you go. Gotcha. There you go. Now, some of the questions that they say, all right, let's get some, rid of some of these old, tired questions. Let's get some, some new questions in there. One is... What drew you to apply for this job? Now, when I read that, I thought to myself, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily a new question. I, I've used that question as I've interviewed, uh, you know, and I phrased it specifically, why are you applying for this at this organization? Why this job? What can we learn from the candidate when we ask that question that may be just the generic tell me about yourself isn't going to give us that's a great point and i think that that's a real that's a real motivation question yeah so hopefully you know the the people that are coming to see you are qualified enough that they got past your initial screen and right now they're here for the interview and really wanting to know why they want this particular job or with this particular company as opposed to any job as a great it gives a great sense of whether they're motivated whether they're going to be a team player whether they're going to deliver when they if they get the job right and I think, you know, we, we mentioned up front that interviewing is one of the 
least reliable tools that we have when it comes to hiring people. That said, I am never shocked by the amount of information that people will willingly give you that is essentially them self-selecting out. You know, So you ask a question like this, what drew you to apply for this job? And the answer is, because I live half a mile down the street, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a short commute. I'm in favor of ne- short commute. They're commutes. never going to have transportation issues. That's you right. Know, car broke down. Well, hey, you only live a half mile away. Right. Jog. Get here. Yeah. But, you know, that tells me that it's, they're not necessarily, they don't care about the mission of the organization. It's, it's not because they've heard good thing about the department. It's, hey, it's close. So, you know what, from the interviewee's perspective, and this might be a topic for another podcast, but right. think about, you know, doing your homework, having some answers mm-hmm. to these questions, because these are good questions that you've got here. And give us another example of what you might ask uh, instead of these old retired questions. What's a better question to ask? Sure. Uh, Sturt Nordstrom, in their, in their piece for Forbes, they said, ask the interview, uh, the person in the interview, to describe the best team dynamic or leader, so to not... Describe the best team dynamic or leader you've ever had at work. I thought, brilliant, okay? Because not only does it tell you about what they've done in the past. Here's what happened at company XYZ, or here's what happened when I was a part of this committee or work team, or this leader was my boss. So it not only tells you what they've done, but it tells you what they potentially prefer. That's great. So it's not that it's a 100% indicative of what they want, but it does lead us to have a better understanding of some of their preferences, and that's good. So it gives you some information not only on their their ability to do the work, but also are they going to be a good fit for your team right. or for your company? I think you hit on the key word, fit. Is, will their preferences fit with what we have? And then the final question that they Uh, mentioned that we should bring in instead of those old retired questions is tell me about a time you made an innovative difference for someone wow tell me about a time you made an innovative difference for someone all right i was just doing a discussion with my mba organizational behavior class and we're talking about motivation Mm -hmm. you know money's good perks are good but we're starting to see that people like jobs where they can make an impact, make a difference. And I thought, hey, this is a great question. Now, what happens if someone can't answer that question? If they freeze up and they can't tell us an answer to that, that may tell us a little bit about the candidate from the standpoint of maybe they're they're self-seeking, they're self-serving, they haven't done something for someone else absolutely and you know what this is a great kind of a question this is what we call in the hr world a structured Mm -hmm. interview question it's also a behavioral interview question so not only are you asking them to tell about something that actually happened to them in the past not just make up what they think is the right answer that you want to hear but you're getting that you know that what we call a star response Mm -hmm. talk about the situation or the task that they did right talk about the action that they took to address this problem and then talk about the result. You know, did it turn out great? Maybe not. But did you learn from it? And sure. then did you do something different the next time? Beautiful. And that's going to tell you a lot about your candidate. Beautiful. So those three questions, I think, uh, have, a, have a lot of weight, add a lot to our interviews. Now, Dr. Fairmont, uh, as we mentioned up front, is participating in a training camp with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
What, what position is he playing again? I, it's either wide receiver or backup kicker. I'm not. He, I'm I not sure. Coaching staff. I don't know anyway. Uh, water boy. <laughs> if Doctor Fairmont were here, he would likely tell us, "Hey, those are three good questions." What would he warn us to stay away from? Well, you know what? It's important to ask these great questions, and, and some of the questions that you shared are some pretty good ones because it's getting at not just the experience but also the fit, mm-hmm. motivation, the, the understanding of the candidate, how the company works. Um, but there's some questions out there that can get you into hot water, and, of course, yes. those are the kinds of questions that you don't want to ask. And, unfortunately, all too often, in the heat of the moment maybe, if they don't, they're not working from a script, they're working without a net, an interviewer could ask some of these questions inadvertently leading to discrimination. And those are questions like, you know, what's your birth date? Or how old are you? Or are you married? Right? Or do you think your spouse is going to like it if you have to travel a lot for this position? That kind of thing. Right? right. Or do you plan to have children? Or, or are you political? These are all things that are protected to some degree or another right. under anti-discrimination laws, whether it's Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act or... Americans with Disabilities Act or the Equal Pay Act or right. whatever. So you want to really be careful about asking these questions that are going to tell you stuff you probably don't need to know about your candidate. Right. And I think one final uh, caveat there I think Dr. Fairmont would mention is if someone volunteers that information, you're not necessarily in hot water because they volunteered it. But as the interviewer, let's don't pursue it. Let's don't go down that trail because that's when the misconstruals can happen. The misconstruals. You heard it You gotta watch out for those because they are everywhere. Well, thank you and uh, thank you to St. Leo University and the Donald R. Tapia School of Business Uh, and we'd like to thank bensound.com for our intro and outro music. And folks, if you see Dr. Fairmont, please tell him. We hope he can make it to the next podcast. Have a good one, guys.